and welcome to this next episode of Backstage at the Baths with me, Lizzie Welch. Today we have a really exciting guest for those of you that are loving dinosaurs. We are speaking to the team at Bigfoot Events. Uh, we've got the director, Sharon Lancaster, telling us a little bit more about Jurassic Earth, which is coming to the Bath Hall on the 1st of April. It is not an April Fool's, they are definitely coming. Um, and it, it was really, really, really interesting to hear uh, not only some amazing dino facts, um, uh, but also a little bit more about how the show actually works. And because we talk about that in depth in terms of the mechanisms, we do have a little break in the podcast where we tell you that you can turn it off at that point if you've got any little ones listening. That is just in case you don't want to ruin the magic of the performance. But I can't wait for this one and you're going to love it too. So let's dive in. <laughs> Hello, Sharon, and welcome to the Backstage at the Baths podcast. Hello, I can't wait to be involved. <laughs> so whereabouts in the country are we getting you from today? Well, I'm based in Blackpool. So our dinosaurs, Jurassic Earth, actually live in Leyland in a big plot of secret land that I can't disclose. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, I would have to kill everybody that listens. Um, well, you, and our you offices did, have, are up in Blackpool. Yeah. You'd have hordes of children trying to get in and see the dinosaurs in their natural habitat then, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, exactly. But also, if they did find us and they got in and we didn't know they were there, they could be eaten. So we have to be careful. Yeah, a whole Jurassic Park uh, in the flesh, really, wouldn't it? So let's avoid that. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, it talks about the most secret and controversial part of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first things first, and the first question I wanted to ask you is a question that you don't necessarily get asked as an adult often enough, and it's a, it's an absolute travesty. So, uh, Sharon, what's your favourite dinosaur? Ooh, I have to say that my favourite dinosaur, it sounds so basic, but it is the Velociraptor. It's That's not basic. <laughs> In Jurassic Earth, we've got some absolutely gorgeous velociraptors that are so beautiful and look so amazing as they move. Um, it literally transports you to another world. And so I'm absolutely in love with those particular dinosaurs. Um, so, yeah, that's my favourite dinosaur. And I love all elements of it, that they're very intelligent, that they're very cheeky, that they've got more of a personality because they've got that bigger brain. But then also they can be terrifying and you've got that whole idea that they can outsmart you. Just there's so much excitement. I mean, everybody loves the T-Rex, but uh, I'm definitely a velociraptor. I, I, apparently it reflects on what kind of personality you are, which sort of dinosaur you like. So Does it really? That, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cheeky. I like hiding. I like hunting. I'm very intelligent, um, but I am smaller. So there you go. Oh, I like the Brachiosaurus. What does that mean about me? Uh, that would be, <laughs> I don't know. It would mean that you like to, you're peaceful, uh, yeah. you're very loving, you've got a huge heart, but essentially it would mean that you've got one of the smallest brains of any of the dinosaurs <laughs> and you would not be able to be trained. Well, I was about to say you're my favourite guest ever, um, but it, it took a dark turn. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's fine. I mainly like the Brachiosaurus because um, I'm a vegetarian and that's a vegetarian and it's a little bit like a giraffe because of the le long neck and I love, I love giraffes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, you know, they actually think that they didn't stretch up to the trees as much as you would think. Oh. Apparently, the neck size is a mechanism of swallowing. So they graze from the ground 
lifting their head up high and they would just swallow huge amounts of food at once. Um, and they, in fact, even found stones inside the stomach of these dinosaurs because they, they're literally like a giant hoover. Yeah. <laughs> you are the director of of this amazing show but you used to be a, a cast member before is that correct yes i started off playing the dr bones character that's featured Ooh. in the show that is a bit of a geek and uh, knows all the facts and is incredibly knowledgeable about dinosaurs because there are so many children who know so many of the mm. facts about dinosaurs that when i speak to kids i learn things every day so i started off like that and we were an outdoor theatre show. We used to take uh, our dinosaurs and show them all around the country. And when COVID happened, people were desperate for dinosaurs, but we had to find a kind of way to do it legally and safely. And we figured out that like low capacity in uh, big venue theatres worked. So that's how it came about. It's completely natural. And as we've directed it and worked on it and made it better and better and better, it's got so organised and so big that, that now I've had to step away. So I can't do all parts of the show, but I do miss it. Um, but it is amazing to get to direct so many amazing characters and dinosaurs. Do you um, get a chance to go and see the show actually happen or once you've directed it do you, do you sort of stay where you are you know I used to be backstage all the time because there is so much to do backstage what you see at the front of the stage is amazing but what's going on backstage it is like a swan on the surface it looks beautiful <laughs> but underneath it's a frantic mad fight to make it all happen but nowadays we've got so good that I actually sit and watch every single show we do and I give notes and feedback so yes so you're still in the mix of it, I guess, as well. It must be, it would be quite hard for it to go out and you not know what's happening and stuff. So you still have that. You're still involved. Yes, yes. It's getting further and further away, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely very involved. <laughs> so obviously your show is very... Uh, audience participation is very much encouraged uh, and yes. things like that um so because it's a big experience um but I imagine you get lots of people like shouting out stuff and facts and things like that what's been your favorite heckle I guess <laughs> for one of a better oh, word gosh, that's really <laughs> good um there are just points in the show where you do get Machiavellian children <laughs> that uh have that want to go against the storyline so if there's somebody struggling they say oh can you help us and they're just like no no we can't <laughs> um, and occasionally you get incredible outbursts of emotion from children where they start talking to the characters on the stage and comforting them very clearly and loudly um and then we've had children that have come up onto the stage because um, we do pick up vol volunteers. There are two volunteer points in our show where we bring a child up onto the stage and get them to actually interact with the dinosaurs. Uh, we've had some hilarious moments where people come up there and it's like they've worked with dinosaurs all their lives. It's like, <laughs> just take your hands off and they're ready to go. Um, and they'll tell you uh, all about them and their life story and where they've come from. <laughs> um, so there's been so many. Um, we absolutely love working with young people in the cast. Um, and, you know, they say never work with children and animals, but uh, we love working with dinosaurs and children. <laughs> 
amazing so what is such an amazing show there's so much to see but what's I'm gonna I'm gonna really make you you pick something out what's your favorite moment of the show and it's gonna be hard I imagine to pick just one but I'm gonna make you <laughs> oh I'd say it has to be the reveal of our huge T-Rex you know it is probably the biggest T-Rex in the world that's free walking there are some huge T-Rexes out there but they're mechanized to the ground or mm -hmm. they'll have several puppeteers holding it that you can physically see on the outside. This dinosaur just looks like a real dinosaur. It doesn't have any of those bells that people stood on the outsides of it. It is uh, a spectacle to see something that large uh, come onto the stage. And there is a huge lighting state change and there's a massive build up to it. And even though I've seen it, hundreds of times every single time it grabs me so uh, everybody's phones come out because we do let people take pictures of that section and film that section and it's just so spectacular it gets me every time wow that sounds absolutely amazing <laughs> I'm so excited I'm going to see it myself with my son so <laughs> I can't wait to see it, it sounds amazing. Strap in, strap in. <laughs> so um this is the point that we're going to slightly look a little bit behind the curtain so I guess this is a warning if you've got any kids listening in the background to maybe stop this bit and listen to it separately so you don't ruin the magic slightly um so this is a good point to do that um because I want to know a little bit more about how it works um, with the animatronics of the dinosaurs and stuff like that so how how does it work like I'm assuming there's nobody in there um well most of our dinosaurs are powered by mm -hmm. one person some of our very big dinosaurs are powered by two different people and these people are skilled puppeteers and operators and unlike a lot of other companies uh, that are out there that do similar things, they'll hire in freelancers for short periods of time. We actually have a full-time crew of people whose job it is to be a dinosaur. What and a great job. <laughs> it's a great job, you know, and it can work in a multitude of situations when you're telling somebody your job. <laughs> um <laughs> And I have to say, I am humbled to work with some incredible dinosaurs in the sense of what they become and how they can move the suits. It is like, you know, if, you, if you've gone out there and watched a dinosaur show, sometimes they use, I don't know, blow-up dinosaurs or they use a very basic suit. And it's very clearly a fake dinosaur, but for the illusion of it, everybody plays along and it's a bit of fun. Our suits are something else. Like, they literally make adults think that a dinosaur has come into the room and they start to behave like children. And you <laughs> see it because they never saw anything like that as a child. And it's only really a, a new kind of in industry of the sort of, like, last 10 years that's becoming more and more accessible. Um, it is a moment the first time you see it. And when people see pictures of them as well, they'll go like, Oh my God, it does look like you're in the middle of the Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> Amazing. So the, I'm guessing, because um, obviously as you spoken, spoke about before that, um, you know, velociraptors are very quick. They have different movements and things like that. Whereas like a, a Brachiosaurus uh, is, is much slower. So do they, do they all have to you make sure that they, they have that kind of element to their movements, even if they're at, like at, 
like powered and stuff like that like is it tricky to get them you know moving that quickly and that that sharply for a velociraptor in comparison to a slow more slow moving dino it's one of those ones where everything is is the creative process is a 360 degree thing so obviously the operators the dinosaurs themselves that bring our show to life they have their idea of what the dinosaur is like and what they Mm -hmm. do then the actual amazing suits that are transported and made across the other side of the world and when they come to us they have the the mechanisms that can only be used and moved in certain ways but we actually recondition all our suits and make them move the way we want them to move so if they come and we think they look a bit clunky or a bit unrealistic we have a set of people who are very skilled to be able to um, weld and fix and change the suits so they look as real as possible and fit really well to our like I said full-time dinosaur crew (laughs) so it is um, different dinosaurs have different feelings and then obviously once we watch what they can do we set up material that supports their skills obviously if I said to our huge brontosaurus which is incredibly heavy and difficult to maneuver and we've got very strong I mean one of our dinosaurs is actually a previous wrestler to give you an example of some of the strengths and athleticism wow. behind <laughs> the show yeah they're used to doing suplexes in a in a wrestling ring um so if I was to ask that to run you know it can't run so it's about finding its character it within what it can do so it's you write the material that makes it look its best you put the music to it that brings it to life and then the operators work and we rehearse and we rehearse until we get something that we think makes people believe it's real and that's that's the main thing about it that's why I'm careful not to go too much into the detail of it um in that sense especially with young children because it is so believable um to talk about the mechanisms inside it almost like pulls away from all the hard work to make them believe that it's real absolutely so I think there's um there'll be a lot of people from what you've just said out there thinking how on earth do I get to do this (laughs) as a job so what what is the what's the backstory from you and I guess a few of the crew how do you how do you get into this kind of field of work um it has been um sort of like like I said a natural process it started Mm -hmm. off with just one dinosaur and one one ranger and they would go around schools and this is we're talking like eight nine years ago when Jurassic Earth first began uh and they'd take a simple story round of an egg that had been found in South America and this is what's hatched out um and it started like that until people wanted it more and more and we ordered more suits and then we would obviously it started off as freelance but as more work came in uh, we just work with the same people over and over we've got loyalty to the people that work hard for us and give time for us until it became a job um but yeah we've advertised on all sorts of places like indeed we advertise on our for our actors on mandy.com um and we've even advertised on art jobs. So it has been, uh, <laughs> you can find us when we advertise. We do normally sort of take on pre 
pre-summer time we get very very busy in summer we have like three sets of dinosaurs that are out in three different locations in the country at the same time every day of summer so it gets incredibly busy and we've got huge Luton vehicles that carry these dinosaurs all around the UK we even go to the Isle of Man we've been to Ireland before to the tippy top of Scotland and I think I'm not sure I might be lying here <laughs> I think there's a story that they took some to Spain at one point. So, you know, we are very, very much a national tour for the whole of the UK, but I'd love us to go international. I think that's the next stage of the next few years. That'd be amazing, yeah. Um, so you might not want to answer this one, and it's absolutely fine if you don't. Um, has it ever gone wrong? Um, Yes, it has gone wrong. Yeah, definitely. It's not gone wrong for a very long time, but in the very early stages of the company, there has been moments where inside the suit, they are very vulnerable. The suits themselves yeah. very lightweight. So just to give an example, a three-year-old could pull the operator onto the floor by pulling the tail at the back. We've never had a dinosaur fall or anybody injured, so not in that sense. But say if a young child was pulling on the jaw of the dinosaur, something that has gone wrong a lot is that children will snap the jaw of the dinosaur. So <laughs> it's no longer able to shut and open its jaw and <laughs> we have to take the dinosaur away and quickly get it fixed. Um, but that's when you're working up and close with, with audiences yeah. Uh, and they grab they grab and, and lots of people they think it's real and they just they lose themselves and we do get a lot of adults because we've done um like celebrity parties and a, a dinosaur turns up for photos everybody's had a bit to drink and uh, <laughs> and get very raucous with the dinosaur so if people basically if people are too rough with them Obviously, they're made of things like foam and spandex and a, a very lightweight metal frame. They are easily able to be snapped and broken. So that's how it goes wrong. Um, but saying that, we've developed all of our ranger training and the th different things we do to encourage people of how they can interact with them because they can actually touch our dinosaurs. We don't say, you know, they're really far over there and you just got to look from really far away. Uh, when we do take them on tour, we try and, um, if, if it's able, we try and put them walking through the audience. We let children tickle their chin if, they, if they're near them. So, um, but that's, that's that. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Um, I, I, can, I can imagine being at a party um, and, and a dinosaur just turns up to it. I think I would lose my mind as well. So um, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> um so you do have a vip experience that you can book onto this event what what is the difference between that and actually coming as a regular audience member so you get an extra 30 minutes on top of the show and you get to meet all the stars of our cast um so you can have pictures with all the cast members who are in the show and uh, they get to meet all of our newest hatchlings from <gasps> our baby nursery. So we've got like six baby dinosaurs and they go round and they see as many people as they can in that 30 minutes time. Everybody gets to have a meet and greet personally with a baby dinosaur where they get to touch it, tickle it, meet their first baby dinosaur and have as many pictures as they like with it. So 
if they get in at the right time which is an hour before the show time um they can spend half an hour seeing as many of the dinosaurs as they can so sometimes they'll come and they'll get to see all six pictures with all six pictures with all the dinosaurs sometimes we've got our statics it it does depend on how the theater's laid out some theaters are bigger than others like if we can lay some of our photo opportunities out people can go up and have pictures with static dinosaurs Mm -hmm. um so yeah it really is um the first time a child meets a dinosaur especially because we deal with very young age range as well uh, i'd say our show can be anywhere from noughts to to ten um so if you've got a two-year-old meeting the first ever baby dinosaur it is quite a moment to behold so it's a very Ooh. lovely sort of <laughs> experience the meet and greet is very sweet and also if if children are nervous of the dinosaurs it is a great way to calm them down and uh, make them feel part of the show before we bring on all the big ones which can be you know if you're under three this is really terrifying stuff if you've not had a gentle warm-up. Um, but generally, we've worked very well to being able to keep that younger age range like entertained, excited, but not terrified because there's such a fine line between yeah. tears and, and laughter. <laughs> um, so we tend to ask most people this, um, but it, I guess it's slightly different, I, I guess, dependent on, on what you are doing in the show. But how do your team get hyped up before a show? Is, is there do anything specific to, to warm up or get themselves prepared? Or is it just, you know, they just go straight into it? Uh, our crew of dinosaur rangers, they normally do a little bit of a warm up. But then we practice our ranger dance routine before uh, we do it for the show. So we normally got some high energy music and they're all jumping around and dancing together. And in our sound check, uh, we do uh, lots of sections of the show and we run all of our dramatic action sequences uh, in rehearsal, which are quite uh, energetic. They involve um, choreography and sound effects overlaying onto the stage uh, with dinosaurs attacking cast members and them jumping <laughs> here, there and everywhere. So those normally are the ways that we warm up. That's fantastic. Um, so we've got a little bit of time left now. So um, what I want you to do is, uh, which is a good way to finish. I mean, I am, I was already coming anyway, but now I'm even more definitely already coming. Um, but if there's anyone that's sat there that isn't quite sure, um, what would you say to them? Like what, you know, sum up, this is your, I guess, chance to do your elevator pitch. Why should people come and see Jurassic Earth? I think because... Um... This is a dinosaur company that's got a lot of experience of working with young children. So because of that, that's at the heart of the experience. And the dinosaurs themselves, you will not see better quality of movement in terms of um, a dinosaur that completely transports you to another world, to another Earth even, to a Jurassic Earth. <laughs> that is the, that is the, no, no other company, and I would say in the world, can touch us in terms of the quality of our movement of dinosaurs um you can buy in special effects companies to try and make elements of your show look cooler and better but you can't beat a dinosaur that makes you think it steps straight out of um a different era of time um then you've got the audience on side so i think if you want a magical experience that actually is uh, of a higher quality then I'd choose, I would choose us every time. 
Amazing. You've summed it up perfectly. I'm sure there's so many people really excited to go now. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you very much. No worries. Pleasure to talk to you. And uh, don't get yourself eaten out there. Make sure you get your will in order before you come. Well, what a pleasure it was to talk to Sharon, even though she did tell me I had a tiny brain, like a Pachysaurus. <laughs> no, she didn't. Um, if you want to go see Jurassic Earth, which I'm sure you do after that fantastic interview, all you have to do is go to skullhoptheatres.co.uk or visit our box office, either in person or you can call 01724 296296 and book the tickets. There, it is coming to us on the 1st of April at 12pm and at another show at 3pm. So there are two shows to choose from and there are still VIP tickets left if your child maybe wants to beat that baby dinosaur. Now, just a few points of order before we let you go. I am here to tell you about all the new on-sale releases that we have just made in the past few weeks um, at both of our theatres. So strap in and learn about some of our new shows that we've got coming up. Um, Wilton Productions are bringing Calendar Girls to the Plowright Theatre in May, which is a fantastic musical if you've not seen it. It's proper catchy. The songs are written by Gary Barlow and Tim Firth. It's got a great one about Yorkshire that will be stuck in your head forever. So do go see that. Um, we've got the George Harrison Project coming to the Plowright Theatre in September. So if you are a fan of uh, Beatle George Harrison, uh, they'll be covering a lot of his songs with the Beatles and also his solo career as well. Um, Fascinating Ada uh, are bringing their 40th anniversary show to the Bath Hall on Friday the 13th of October, which is very exciting. If you've not seen Fascinating, Fascinating Ada before, it's hilarious. It is one only for the 14 and up though, so do take care of that. If you're a fan of Meatloaf, then Steve Steinman's bringing his Anything for Love to the Bath Hall on 14th of October, which is a great show and is one that's been before and has always sold really well. Um, Live Wire, the ACD show, is coming to the Bass Hall on the 27th of October. That's a standing gig, so you have lots of space to party the night away with those guys. Uh, Lucy Beaumont's coming to the Bass Hall on the 3rd of November, and we have the Crime and Comedy Theatre Company, who are bringing Eric Chappell's Ground Rules to the Plowright Theatre on the 27th and the 28th of October. That is a comedy play. That's going to be really fun. Um, also, we had made an amazing announcement that Bongo's Bingo is bringing their launch party, that's right, to the Bath Hall. This went absolutely wild on social media. And I would love to tell you to go get tickets for that, but I can't because it's sold out. Um, but do make sure that you are following us because there could be some new dates added in the future. So make sure you're following and you'll get more information about that. And finally, uh, just to top it off, we've had a double header of uh, sporting legends recently announced. So first up, we've got on Thursday, the 1st of June, um, some snooker legends, Stephen Hendry and Steve Davis are coming with their Clash of the Titans with referee Dennis Taylor. They'll be playing against each other, talking about some of their amazing matches. Um, That is on Thursday, the 1st of June. And then the very next day, you can join us again on Friday the 2nd of June for Neil Warnock's Are You With Me? Which is, he's Neil Warnock, if you don't know, he is an absolute legend in the footballing world. But he started off his career 
at Gainsborough Trinity 42 years ago and also was a legend on the Scunny United pitch. So proper local legend coming down there, which is very exciting. And it's part of a double header for Gainsborough Trinity Foundation uh, as a bit of a fundraiser for them. So um, good cause and also should be a great night. So anything you want to know about any of those new shows, please do head over to scunthorpetheatres.co.uk. Uh, click on what's on and it'll give you all the information about all those up and coming shows. Next up on the podcast, we have Richard Jones, who is talking about his evening of magic. Uh, it was an absolute gem to record that one. Um, he's such a lovely guy. And also we find out some interesting facts about the um, inner circle, inner magic circle rather, which I didn't know about before. So if you are interested in magic, that's definitely one not to be missed. If you want to submit a question to anyone that we're going to have on the podcast up and coming, there's no point in me running down the full list. If there's an up and coming show and you want to ask someone a question, then send it in. And if we manage to get them on the podcast, we will ask it to them and give you a shout out. So send them in to Scunthorpe theatres at northlinks.gov.uk or drop us a message on social media and we will be happy to ask that question. I think that's all my points of order today. Um, <laughs> if you've stayed with me this long, then very well done. Can't wait to join you next week for our interview with Richard Jones. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. Please do like, subscribe and share um, and see you next week. Bye. Bye.